only ticketing company that rewards you for buying vivid seats. Buy 10 tickets, the 11th is on us. That's like 10% back every time you buy. And with 100% buyer guarantee and over 100 million tickets sold, that's something to sing, laugh, cheer, scream, buy about. Head to vividseats.com for terms and conditions. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, The Rose, New Orleans, and The River. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Caddy's on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is our two sports hangover, Glenn West. LSU baseball to bring in Vandy Boys, another Vanderbilt player, making his way to the Tigers. We will talk to him about that in the weekend, and you pitching coach, and some top players from other schools here as they try to, I guess, uh, make sure that they can get to Omaha next year and contend, if not win, the World Series. NBA free agency. Thursday, 5 p.m. Lots of the news yesterday and lots of the storylines we talked about yesterday was Kyrie Irving. Everybody was dooming and glooming. It's over. It's contentious. Wojnarowski. I don't know how Kyrie and the Nets ever go past this. He's, he's, um, he was going to opt out. And then what does he do last night? He opts in. And well, $37 million instead of taking the $6 million that he would have had to sign for if he wanted to go play with the Lakers and all of that. So he opts in. So now him and Kevin Durant, who've only played 58 games together, including the postseason, and their time together in Brooklyn, will be there. The other opt-in, or buyout, that is, in NBA news, John Wall and the Rockets. They have agreed to a buyout as he wants to go be a Clipper. 
So he, I love how it's written, sacrifices 6.5 million of his 47.4 that was owed by the team if he would have opt in. So they hand him a check for 41 so he can leave. And I say it that way not to be disrespectful. I'm just telling you that's how Houston looked at it. They didn't play him last year because they wanted to trade him. Nobody got him. I'm, I'm not kidding. He didn't play all of last season. He played 72 games the past four years. Like, I thought Todd was joking when he texted me. He's like, dude, Zion's played more than this guy. I'm like, no. Four years, 72 games, he was just given $41 million to go play somewhere else. The unfortunate aspect of it, if you're the Pels, is he's going to go play now with Paul George and also Kawhi Leonard. It makes the Clippers a bit stronger if he gives them anything. He hadn't played. He should be healthy and rested. <laughs> is that unbelievable? If Zion would have gone four years and played 72 games. But I don't hear a lot of people ripping John Wall, you. Anyway. So those are some of the big NBA news. And with that, some of the things that people were talking about, including you got you to see how Wendy's doing. Because, of course... Travis and the rest of Laker Nation, a little excited a little bit that maybe Kyrie was coming there. Well, maybe not. Or, or maybe. I, I don't know. Here, give a listen. And part of it is because Windor says, yes, he opted in. But doesn't mean you can't trade him now. Remember, sign-in trades and things of that nature. There's reports that a couple of teams were interested. But how interested? And does this make it easier for him to be traded? Or not. In the wake of the agreement, I kind of thought it might have been a, I don't want to call it a win for the Nets because I don't think there's any winners here, but I think it turned down the heat and at least kept the Nets with two star players with all of their options for next year alive. And boy, was that not what some people, agents and executives that I talked to thought. They don't think this is over. I was told that the that the option pickup came as a total surprise to the Nets, that they found out when everybody else did. The concept of getting Kyrie to, to a new contract was that they would have some protections in terms of games played and maybe an understanding of how things might be different. Nick, I don't know if anything's changed. And the people that I talked to in the league are skeptical that Kyrie is going to be all for one and one for all on this. See in the fall, like... uh you thought last year was bad, just you wait. So again, I don't know. I, w- I would have thought that this was a, <laughs> you know, a depressurizing element for the Nets, but I'm telling you, not everybody in the league thinks so. Mm. Again, I just, just smile. Can't wait to talk to Chris Connor coming up at the bottom of the hour. Just <laughs> Boy, how far have we come in this fan base? Just, yes, you wait. Isn't that nice to not, not, not feel impending doom or disaster is coming? And that nice. Bobby Marks, ESPN, NBA expert, had this to say. They're in a better spot today than they were yesterday. I think everybody is because if, if Irving had declined that option and become a free agent, I mean, let's face it, Armageddon was coming. This thing would have been That's blown right. up big time and there would have been a massive rebuild here. So I think for Irving, we're going to play out the year. Maybe there is an extension during the season if both sides feel comfortable or he'll enter free agency as an unrestricted free agent. We don't know who will have money next year to spend. I think a lot of it, what happens is that it removes the the drama, at least for today and for tomorrow. Yeah. 
So, kind of give you an idea as to what that is. <laughs> oh boy. Um, what about the what about what about the Lakers now? What about the Lakers now? Where did he go? Because yes, as Jordan mentioned this morning, Russell Westbrook posted a video of him just singing in a car, dancing. He's all happy. Why? Well, he opted into his player option. Forty-seven point four million coming his way, baby. Tim Bon Temps on the Lakers. It's a really tough spot because this was their get-out-of-jail-free card. Obviously, the Russell Westbrook trade did not work last year. And if they had been able to get Kyrie Irving in either some kind of trade with Westbrook or if he had had kind of taken the $6 million tax MLE and gone to the Lakers for that, it was their chance to get back in the real mix at the top of the Western Conference. To me, I look at them now as a team that if everything breaks right, maybe they can crack into the top five or six somewhere. If they try to take Westbrook in these picks and turn them into you know, some role players or something to help them in the short term, it just is further diminishing their chances of doing something long-term that can really improve this roster. So to me, I think they've just got to ride this year out. There you go. Jack, what's up, sir? Thank you for calling us here on this Tuesday, June 28th. What you got going on? Hey, Gus. How are you? Um, Hey, Gus, about about two months ago, I told you I thought that the Saints, I mean, that the uh, the Falcons' future was brighter than the Saints' future. And my mind... My mind hasn't changed because I still think they have more options. Um, and look, I really like what I'm seeing. I think they have a chance to be, to have a, a Spurs like, you know, maybe decade if they can just keep it going. And, um, but I, it would, it would surprise me if they contended for a championship this year. Right. So, yeah. Um, but What's I mean, your- you know, let's win a, let's win a playoff series first and, you know, move from there. So that's what I'm asking. What, what's the definition for you of championship window? Is it this season I can contend for one? Is the window the rise and fall? You know? Like, is 06 the start of that championship window for the Saints? Was 17 the start of that second window where 19 should have been that championship? Like, when I, I look at it, like I was saying earlier on the show, the analogy of, it's October. The first cold front just hit at 65 degrees outside. I'm opening the window. Like, my house still isn't cool. It isn't cold. I haven't put on a sweatshirt. I just, I'm opening the window in hopes that that cool air can kind of hit me there for a second. I can enjoy not, ha- not running the AC. Just, I just opened the window. Does that make sense? Right. Well, I mean, Gus, it seems like that there was a championship window. The second championship window for the Saints was, you know, like you said, like between 17 and 20. Because, I mean, you know, Reeves wasn't at his best in 20. But, you know, if they get past Tampa, and they really should have, they can win the Super Bowl. You know, because Tampa did. Um, so, I, I don't I don't really think, I don't think that window's still open. I still think they have a chance. Like I said, I, I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. But, but, but to me, that's mostly because of, I don't think the NFC is going to be very good. Okay. Do you, um, think, do you think they could be starting to open another window? Do you want to wait to see what you see this year before you say another Saints championship window is open? Um, I, I don't know. You know, like you said, if, if, I think I, th- I think for them to contend for anything this year, I think there's the two most important players on the roster are, are Jameis and, and Davenport. Davenport mm. has to be the guy. Yeah. That they drafted, he, he he can be a dominant force if he just plays the whole season. So uh, I mean, you know, because you, 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 you were you were saying, well, if, if all of this stuff happens, are, are they a contender? 
Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'd like to see it happen first. You know, I mean, I can't, I can't go into the season saying that that's the case. Okay, so you, you have know? to see, you have to see some sort of proof of ability to win at a high level for you to be able to say that. So if they win the division this year, win 11, 12 games, you would say, okay, let's go back next year and say, yes, this is a team that can contend for a championship. Especially if Jameis has, has changed who he's been. Look, Gus, I, I, I don't, you know, the main difference between uh, the team that he left in Tampa mm-hmm. and the team that won the Super Bowl was Tom Brady was playing instead of him. Okay, and he didn't make all of those mistakes, and he made right decisions. Mm-hmm. Okay, because a lot of that roster was was already there. The receivers were there. They, they improved. Uh, they drafted a uh, number one offensive tackle. Okay, and, and they improved the defense a little bit, but it, it, it was still a pretty good team. I mean, Gus, think about this. They won seven. They went seven and nine with him turning the ball over like that. That's almost impossible. Yeah. You, you would think if, if somebody turned the ball over thirty five times, they'd be a four and twelve team. But, you know, so, but I mean, maybe, you know, maybe he'll turn it around. And if that happens, next year I'll call you and say, yeah, they're, they're a contender. Well, okay. That's fine. That's well, what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just trying to get the definitions of, of what each are and then um, kind of see it, you know. But, guys, I, I'm, I'm going to get out. But yeah. looking at other teams right now, like, for instance, okay, the Chargers don't have any skins on the wall, but when you look at how they're built, yeah. Man, that'd be terribly disappointing. They're in a they're in a window. Um, Kansas City, I think. You, you, I think t- teams that it, it, just winning the division would be a disappointment. Got you. Those so are teams in a, in, a cha- in a championship window. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. So that, that so you you're helping that definition. Expectation levels determine as much if you're a window night. You're right. Like if people expected like this. Saints fans did, and media. The, the you know the the last year and two year of uh, of Drew Brees' career, where they they were their expectations of this team's an NFC Championship team team. Like you know to go and try to do that. I I, I agree with you on that. that. That makes sense. I mean that that's what I'm saying. I mean, like is a championship open- window the, the middle point past the rise and before the fall, where you're you're this season you're expected. Or you're being spoken about as a team that can win it all. I mean, if you're a Bills fan, right? If they don't at least get to the Super Bowl, this, this is another wasted year because that Good team point. appears to be Good ready point. to go too. Good point. So, Good point. Anyway, guys, thanks for taking my call. Always Have a good thanks. afternoon, man. For sure, man. Thank you, Jack. One quick sec, Carve. Um, let me quickly tell you about what's coming up this weekend, and that is fight night. UFC 276 is here. Two titles will be on the line. Get on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. If you're a new customer, you haven't done football season, you didn't do the NBA, you didn't do the playoffs, you didn't do the finals, but you like fights, try it. Have you ever used the DraftKings Sportsbook app for UFC? It's pretty cool. New customers bet 5 bucks on any fighter to win and get $100 in free bets. Win or lose. About that. So, victory by KO, submission, decision, doesn't matter. You win no matter what. And with DraftKings, same game parlays. You can turn another small bet into a big payday. Combine multiple bets, which fighter's going to win, number of knockouts, bunch of different things. We'll go over that as the weekend gets closer. But for UFC 276 this Saturday, you can place a same game parlay. And if it hits, you win double. 
So did you catch both of those? Win or lose, bet on a fighter. You'll get $100 in free bets. When, if you do a same game parlay, and if it hits, parlay, and if it hits, you win double. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E. Bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win. They win or they don't, you still win $100 in free bets, no matter what. Mr. Glenn West joins us next. We'll talk LSU baseball. They continue to pull in players from Bandy. Why? I'll ask him next on ESPN New Orleans. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at Let'sRev.com. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Ontario, Douay, Ontario. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio Douay, Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio Douay, Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. <laughs> With Gus Kattengau. It is hour number two. Even though there are no games going on, my goodness, the news out of Baton Rouge has been a plenty. So let's catch up, uh, shall we, as we get closer to this 4th of July weekend. Mr. Glenn West joins us at G. At G. Well, how about I just say Glenn West 21, Glenn? Sorry, my brain's not working here. <laughs> Sir, senior writer for at Go 24-7. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great, Gus. How are you? Doing fine, man. Uh, there's a lot of news coming out of there, and there's there's no games going on, right? I mean, where do we start? Because I thought Kim Mulkey uh, had some pretty big news, pulling the number one player in the country, Louisiana Gatorade Player of the Year as well. How big a get is that in her second year? Yes, sir. Leave it to LSU to, to kind of keep us on our toes here in the middle of summer. But, <laughs> right. um, yeah, I mean, look, that was obviously a huge, a huge get for Kim Mulkey. Michaela Williams now the second straight number one overall player that she's been able to get into this class. Um, obviously, she'll, she'll be joining Flojay, uh, who was the number one recruit last year in the 2022 class. 
Um, so they're they're stack they're stacking them up here at LSU basketball. That women's team is going to be a really exciting team to watch for years to come. And uh, you know, obviously, Coach Mulkey has really kind of changed the culture over there uh, in about a year's time, which is just a really really impressive kind of feat. You know, the fact that they really exceeded all expectations last year by you know going twenty five and seven, hosting a uh, you know a, a first you know round of the tournament. You know, it was just a really exciting time and. I think now they're they're ready, for, you know, prepared to compete for championships, and certainly they have a roster that's built to go deep into the NCAA tournament next year. Right uh, on any other day, that that is massive news. You're probably talking about that for a couple of days. It's great. And then um, Coach Jay Johnson said, "Hold my beer," and then he went and got Tommy yep. White and a Vanderbilt pitcher that's pretty good as well. I mean, just in the same day, those two announcements, kind kind of a big deal. Yes, sir. I mean, with Vanderbilt. Literally a ten minute span. You know, I was working on, on the Tommy White story, and then Christian Little drops it, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll turn it into a two parter. So, yeah, I mean, just two huge additions. Obviously, Tommy White uh, was a freshman last year at NC State, blasted 27 homers and 74 RBIs. You know, I think you were looking for another one of those kind of dominant bats in this order, uh, with the expect with the expectation that Jacob Berry is going to be a first round pick and. Uh, White fills those shoes and then some. I mean, he is a tremendous offensive hitter. Um, you know, you think about him and Dylan Cruz and Trey Morgan and Josh Pearson, the freshman who came along uh, as the season wound down last year. I mean, just a, a really incredible potential offensive arsenal there for LSU. Uh, and, and, you know, in White's case, obviously a, a chance to play here for two years. And you know, that was the one thing you didn't really get with Jacob Berry. Uh, but White has two years of eligibility left before he'll enter the draft. And, probably be a high pick in a couple of years if all things go the right way so uh yeah a massive addition there and then uh obviously christian little is uh an sec pitcher uh coach's dream i think in terms of the the talent and, and, and you know just the arm talent that's there he has a mm-hmm. nice fastball that exceeds 96 miles an hour and uh yeah i think is a guy that you can certainly hope slide into one of those weekend rotations uh next season if all if all breaks the right way for him so uh, I think that those those were absolutely game changing additions, and uh, you know the Tigers aren't done yet either. No, not at all. At Glen West Twenty One is the way to follow Glenn over on Twitter because that that would be substantial off season news as it is. And then Jay says I, I need another Johnson in here, and he brings in West Johnson, Minnesota Twins pitching coach. And you look at I wouldn't even say his rise, but I would say the respect level, right? And and I guess what he can do, I mean, to go from the college ranks to the pros, have the success there, and then live, leave mid-season like that here by the end of the week. Um, it, it, how big a get is that? Yeah, I mean, it's an absolutely tremendous addition. Um, yeah, it's really unprecedented for an MLB coach of that stature to kind of, you know, go back down to the college ranks and, you know, from what we've been hearing, it sounds like it was a family situation. He's making actually uh, less than he was making with Minnesota. I think it's just an opportunity to him for him to spend some more time with his family. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, be a uh, one of the elite recruiters out there. I think you know, obviously having that SEC experience at Arkansas and at Mississippi State a few years back will only help in his recruitment. To some of these guys, and I mean, look, if you're a college pitcher that's in the portal or if you're a freshman pitcher that's looking to get, uh, you know, some, some, some coaching up and, and, and development of your game, uh, you look at LSU and bring in a guy who's just been at the major league level Literally. for four years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, just an absolutely 
uh, you know, just transcendent and really good opportunity for you. Um, and so I do think that's going to help uh, in, in terms of the kinds of pitchers that LSU is able to recruit here. And um, obviously we'll see how the draft shakes out in a couple weeks. But uh, I do think LSU should feel very confident in what they have uh, with Wes Johnson. Yeah, I mean, the guy's in the major league dugout right now. I mean, like, still, right. he's like, I get here to the end of the week. You have an idea. All right. So all of that takes place. And then, um, Carter Young, another Vandy player making his way over to, did, did Jay Johnson go hang out in Nashville over the weekend? What's with all these Vandy players coming here? Which, by the way, in a bad thing, because while Mississippi State no miss, the, the latest SEC schools to win a national championship before that was Vanderbilt. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the last three national championships in baseball have been out of the SEC. I mean, it just points to the, the toughness of this division, and I think that's why you're seeing Johnson really in his first full offseason here put on the full-court press in terms of upgrading this roster uh, from top to bottom. And obviously, you know, the, the, the additions of White and, and, and Little are, are, you know, amazing, but getting some extra quality depth, uh, with 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 uh, with the addition of Carter Young last night uh, was was a huge huge deal. I mean they they're going to be replacing a lot of this infield with obviously the expectation that Kay Doty also goes to the major leagues and uh, you know just having that extra uh, defensive body in there. You know he's a guy Carter Young that struggled a little bit at the plate last year, but I think the hope is that if he gets here with Johnson and some of the offensive staff and the, and the kind of approaches that they've had, you know, as an offense under Johnson, that he can be able to, you know, rake, rack that in a little bit, be a little bit more consistent at the plate. So, uh, you know, Young was another great addition. They also have uh, Baylor, Jack Pineda, uh, who, who uh, transferred as well and is expected to be on campus. This is a shortstop. And uh, just, just a lot of retooling here that you're seeing. Um, and we'll see if they do a little bit more work here before, uh, before the next couple of weeks lead up to the draft. Glenn, it's an arms race, isn't it? I mean, it really yeah. legitimately is, and it's an arms yeah, race. Absolutely. It's just crazy to me. Like, you covered this, too, over this past season. How how crazy was what Ole Miss did? I mean, Matt Bianco, right? Like, we're not lying. I heard Matt say it on his show, and Kendall Rogers is tweeting about it. I mean, the, the, the weekend series at LSU, they were talking about replacing a guy who was a candidate for the LSU job just a year before that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's an amazing story. I mean, if you go back to the beginning of the season, uh, I think Ole Miss was the preseason number one team in the country. They came in with a lot of buzz, a lot of uh, you know, kind of hot talk about them getting to this spot, and then almost instantly they're hit with injuries, uh, they're hit with some inconsistent play, and they really have to just do a little bit of a midseason flip and, and mm-hmm. just kind of you know kind of scratch everything and, and, and really kind of reevaluate themselves as a team. Um, and you're right, that series, the second-to-last weekend of the season against LSU where they came in here and they swept LSU, really put their put their sights set on the NCAA tournament, really got them into that tournament as one of the last four teams in. Crazy. Um, and they were just off and running from there. I mean, it was an absolutely fantastic run. Um, you know, just, just looking at all the seniors they got to come back for, for, for this final run with yeah. Yanko, and um, it, it's just something you don't really see a whole lot of anymore It's the – the seniors that come back for a chance to win a national championship, they kind of forfeit that leverage they have with the next level with the MLB, but they uh, obviously did a, a tremendous job this year, and, and they were absolutely dominant in Omaha. I mean, they were uh, – I don't think they lost a single game in Omaha this year. They went 5-0 and over there and yeah. uh, obviously come away with a national championship. So just a really, really impressive run. and speaks to just the, 
you know, the, the high level of competition that exists in this conference. Speaking with senior writer of Go247, Mr. Glenn West, if you want to go check him out over on Twitter at GlennWest21, at Go247, if you want to follow them on Twitter. Look, one of the things I want to bring up too as well this morning, Dylan Cruz gets, you know, another award, you know, uh, named All American Honors, D1 Baseball and Baseball America. So there have been a tremendous amount of players that come out of LSU baseball, right? I mean, major leaguers, right. you name it, all of that. But, like when I when I see him or I think of him, I think like Bregman comes to my name. Where when you saw him play, you you saw him and you're like, that guy is an all star player. Like that in the in major league, Lemayhew, another one. You're seeing what he's doing with the Yankees. Like they've been certain players where you're like, this is he's just playing a whole different level of baseball, and you can just see it. it. Would you put him in that class? Like is he Bregman? Is he Lemayhew? Like is he a Absolute sure can't fire or see in two seasons. Yeah, as a talent, absolutely. I mean, he is just an unreal uh, five-tool player that you rarely get to see come to college. I mean, I remember just talking with you know members, media's of the members of the media last year when he was a true freshman and just watching him play. It's like, how did this guy get to LSU? I mean, just what were some of these MLB talent scouts seeing that that? led him to come to LSU and not be a high draft pick. And I think a lot of it has to do with Cruz. I mean, he put out there from a very early set, set point that he wanted to be at LSU. He wanted to come to college here. He's absolutely loved his two years here from everything that we've seen and heard from him. I mean, he is uh, an absolute class act as a, as a person. And, you know, I kind of go back to a, a, a story that I heard earlier this year. Um, you know, he, he and his family – bought season tickets and every game they give them to uh, a member of a, a disabled you know foundation that they work with in terms mm-hmm. of children and families and putting them in a you know a good spot to watch the watch the LSU games and I mean that's just something he and his family did just off the cuff you know it was not required for them to do that or anything and right. um, you know I just think that just speaks to the kind of player that they have here and obviously you know I would expect Dylan to be a top 10 state next season so it's going to be kind of a Swan song season next year as a junior with the ultimate goal of getting to Omaha and winning the national championship. It's crazy, man, when you look at it. Uh, Glenn, why don't you tease us here because not that you have anything else to do, but you just wrote a story about a freshman here that may have well, a couple of freshmen that may have an impact on the men's basketball team. So if people want to go read that, man, where they can go check that out. Yeah, so you guys can go check that out at 247sports.com slash college slash LSU. Uh, obviously, you know, men's basketball is another big, big talking point during the off season there right now in the middle of their summer workouts but yeah i wrote a piece this morning on tyrell ward and Jalen reed who are their two big freshman gets uh out of this class and, and for for bat mcmahon to sign two top 100 players with all the stuff kind of hanging over this this yeah. program said uh just a really phenomenal job it just wanted to shed a little bit more light under the kind of players that they're getting in those two guys and how they can be potential sec game changers uh, this season. So that's something you guys can go check out as well. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you for the time. You do great work and it's always fun to catch up. And literally, I just know like you're one of those guys I can just give you five different LSU topics and you're ready to go because this is supposed I, to be the I, summer. You're supposed to be relaxing, but no, that's, that's not what's happening over there. I know. I get, I, they keep us busy, man, and you have to be on top of your toes. So I, I really appreciate it, Gus. Anytime, man. Thank yeah, you. For sure. Senior writer over at Go247. Go give a follow to them on Twitter at Go247 and at Glenn, at Glenn West 21 Thank you, bud. Appreciate it.
All right, quick break. When we come back, Mr. Chris Connor joins us. I'm going to ask him. Uh, at Impatient Bulls, the way to follow him on Twitter. You know who he is, Mr. Spaces himself. And a new podcast is coming out. How close are the Pelicans to championship window? Can he make that argument or not? And can he even wait until even summer? Let's do that next on ESPN New Orleans. The vision stops in my mind. The early dawn shades of time. Twilight crawling through my Did you book the Townsend's 10th anniversary ticket? Alona's travel agency is overbooked and experiencing delays. She needs to land a new project manager to clear her business's runways. Yes, Mrs. O'Hara, we checked. Pygmy goats do not count as emotional support animals. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by interviewing on Indeed. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Allstate, where we bring it all together. And bundling your home and auto is good, right? And it saves you up to 25%. It all comes together. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Bundled savings discounts will vary by state. Saving up to 25% is a countrywide average of savings off the home policy. Combining the multiple policy discounts for having auto insurance with Allstate and the welcome discount savings at enrollment. Incumbent Worker Training has helped thousands turn jobs into careers. The Incumbent Worker Training Program has helped us to create knowledgeable, skillful, efficient employees. The program's always been outstanding. I think over the years as engineering and skilled labor tactics advance, we end up staying on the cusp of, of new things, new training. It definitely helps our employees grow in their craft skills. Learn more at laworks.net slash IWTP. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Went to a festival in our town. I embarrassed my daughter, who's about to turn four in October. I couldn't win at any of the, you know, the shooting basketball games. So it became a little bit embarrassing as people were walking around like, oh, hey, Jay, love the show. You know, you were one hell of a player. And a couple of guys that made their shot, they got no form. The ball's hitting all these other, like, other rims bouncing going. I couldn't make a damn shot. It bend the rim. G.J. and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. What would you say you do here? Sports. sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. So what's say you? I need a definition. What's a championship window and why I have been making the case and argument since we started the show today. Not only do I think the Saints are in there, I can make the case and windows. The first cold front of the season. It's October, Mr. Chris Connor, and I'm opening the window. I'm not saying the Pills are winning it now, but why can I at least not say I'm opening the window, waiting and hoping for that cool breeze? To come through the house. Hello, sir. Good afternoon to you. How are you? Man, I, I'm I'm good looking for cool breezes to come through my air conditioning <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh at Impatient Bulls, we're gonna give you a follow over on Twitter. We'll talk about the podcast coming up here as well, and everyone knows you from spaces. Look, man, I, I want to get your opinion on where this team sort of is, the NBA too as well, some big names this week people have been talking about and free agency is coming. But, you know, let's go back to last Thursday. I thought it was so nice to be sitting there Thursday morning and just relax. I use the word chillaxing on this show. I was just like, hey, let's see what happens. I just want fits. I want players that fit what they're doing. I got to tell you, Trajan and company, and 
I think they got guys that fit, and I almost think they got some steals, especially with EJ. What did you think on last Thursday? I mean, I'm with you, man. I'm listen. I, we've both been been watching this franchise for you know 20 years now, and a good majority of that time, draft time isn't always fun because either a the pick is going somewhere, or you know you you're hoping that the person that you draft is is, is you know going to be able to contribute right away. I mean, it's always some level of you know, anxiety surrounding this time and heading into free agency. Well, now you finally got a chance to kind of, like, relax, okay? Like, okay, you know, if, if Dyson Daniels is the pick, okay, cool. If you got to trade back, that's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. there wasn't too many options, you know, that I think that they could have, or areas that they could have went or could have looked into that would have been seen as a failure. And then you wrap that up with getting a guy who wasn't supposed to be in the second round. The Pelicans didn't even work him out in E.J. Liddell. Because you, you didn't expect him to be there. You get him, um, you know, he's going to be hungry, he's going to be motivated, the chip is going to be in the shoulder if it wasn't there already. I mean, I think for the most part they knocked it out there, out of the park, and I think that it's just drafting guys like like those two, and especially when it comes to Dyson Daniels, it shows that you know, the Pelicans are finally, as a franchise, they're at least entering some level of consistency. They're building a program to where, okay, you can expect, you know the type of individuals they want in their locker room, they want in their facilities. Yeah. And that's how you can end up, you know, building longevity by having an idea of what fits your style, what's going to fit your, you know, your mold and building off of it. Chris, that's what I said on Friday morning. Speak with Chris Conner at Impatient Bull on Twitter that it's very reminiscent of the other side of the locker room, right? You know what the Saints, and you've heard it for years, even with the new head coach and Dennis Allen, who's been there, but with Sean Payton, there's a type, there's a mold, there's a type of player he wants, and you're starting to see that. I mean, look, quote, I'm going to work my ass off, close quote. That's what EJ said. That's what he can't wait to go do and do that. Like, I, I see that. I'm like, hey, you're going to fit in just right with Alvarado and Herb. And I mean, like, that. That's that. when I heard that, I'm like, yes, you know, I'm like, Bring it on. Like that, that kind of stuff can help you win games. That kind of stuff, that attitude, that chip on your shoulder, that, isn't that part of what eventually becomes what you would hope would be championship DNA? Well, I mean, look at, look at the Pelicans just, just making, you know, their pass to the plane and making the playoffs last mm-hmm. year. A lot of guys like that that end up, that, you know, they ended up getting you there. Um, you know, I mean, there were, it, it was a summer part. It wasn't just consistently one guy. It was a lot of people doing doing a lot of things that aren't necessarily glamorous and not always, you know, the most attractive style of playing. It's gritty. It's, it's fighting through screens. It's, you know, it's passion, intensity. It's unorthodox. Um, but it's tough. It's tough-minded. It's a, and those things, like those characteristics help you fight through adversity. And 82-game season, you know, when you're, you know, when you're the Pelicans, when you're trying to figure things out, when you're trying to, you know, put a stamp to where you – where you belong in the Western Conference and in the NBA, you're going to have to fight through some things. So getting those tough-minded people, you know, not only do they do they represent what you want in the building, but it represents who the people are in the city and the region. That's how a lot of us are. That's how we are, you know, when it comes down to, you know, I mean, you know, regardless of what you think of us, regardless of what you think of us as people or, or what the perception is, right. at the end of the day, we know how to go get it. And those are the great, those are great people to bring into, you know, uh, you know, a jersey or, you know, any type of organization that has New Orleans on it. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it's a fit. I, I use the word fit not only for their organization, but also I think as we saw organically this fan base 
just fall in love with these group of guys and that that's the right guys. Just go out there and just act like uh, not even act. Just if you go out there with effort, this this city will love you, man. They'll, they'll love you back. You know, we've talked about that a ton. Chris Connor with Boot Crew Media and Saints Canal Street Chronicles at Impatient Bull on Twitter. You know what else is nice? Sitting here the last two days and listening and watching draft night last Thursday, screaming a you know, losing it over the the Knicks, the poor Lakers hoping somebody can come help with them. All these opting ins of other players that is ruining their franchises. Does a player want to be there or not? And and then again this Thursday where you're just like, okay, great, who's taking Devontae Graham and others from us so we can get better? It's nuts how this week on free agency it is, man, how nice it is that we're not other teams in bigger markets. Imagine that, Chris. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's finally like a spot of leverage, man. It, 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 it feels like a situation, even if it's just, you know, you know, you know, we, we can't tell the future, but for right now, you know, you can, you know, the Pelicans are in a situation where they may be able to get somebody similar to a few years ago when J.J. Redick and, you know, and, and Derek Favors said, you know, no, I want to go there. It may not be, you know, you know, right. this isn't the market of, 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 say, the Knicks or the Lakers or, you know, or anything, but I w- I'm picking to go there, similar to what C.J. McCollum just did, right? Sure, the money and what you can pay someone is definitely is definitely going to, you know, it's always going to matter in those situations. But, you know, for a team that uh, until we can see Zion and, you know, and see how some of these fits end up mm-hmm. end up working together, including people that were drafted last Thursday, um, you know, it's the parts and the improvements and what you want to see them, you know, gather is probably going to be, you know, you know, bench bench players, role guys, people that that can um, be, I guess, minor upgrades for guys that you mentioned, like Devontae Graham. What you yeah. figure out with Jackson Hayes, a lot of things they're doing, man. I mean, it just feels like going forward will be will be in house because while the excitement after last year, you know, is great, and there's a, there's going to be a lot of anticipation heading yeah. into this year, you still have you know a boatload of questions that you need to see be answered. So you can really figure out what this team is going to need to take the next step beyond just first round, second round, and beyond. Yeah, at the end of the day, there were ten games below five hundred. At the end of the day, they were in a play-in scenario. And Chris, to your point, you got to follow it up, right? I mean, you got to follow it up. You made us feel good. You made us care. You made us want to watch. You made us interested. You have to follow it up. But to the point, and what is our question of the day? And I want to throw this to you: Is so much of teams that you would say are championship calibers projecting, right? You project with their talent and if they can play to their capability. And of course, barring injury, they can contend and compete. What is your definition of a championship window? Do you include the rise of it? Do you include the end of it as well? Or is it to you simply right now, this is where they are currently a team that can contend for a championship. And that's your idea of a championship window. Yeah, you know what? I think the ride has to be a part of it because you know, you know, we've seen, especially in the past two years, right? Um, you, you know, the people's thoughts of say like Milwaukee, right? There were there were two years ago there were thoughts of you know, can they get over the hump? They Are they going to continue running into the same problems? What can Giannis do? And they were able to overcome, no matter how they did it. Brooklyn was the favorite, and we know injuries and you know, and bad circumstances, you know, ended up ended up happening there there that helped Milwaukee. But at the end of the day, they got to the finals and they ended up winning this year. Like, the Eastern Conference Finals were the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Nobody would have would have posted that. If the Celtics don't end up turning over the basketball as much as they did, they might be champions right now. 
nobody would have would have picked them to be in the finals, especially as their season started going back. It's just like they were in, they found their identity, they they found their rotations, what fit, what did, and what was going to be the best way for them to play basketball to make things happen. But it wasn't like you know we thought, okay, this is the year in which they're, they're going to end up turning that corner. It just happened. So you know, I mean. And we see that happen in sports, you know, a lot, right? It can, it can just, it can be one move, it can be one, you know, it can be a, a handful of games, it can be one off season that, you know, that changes everything. So, you know, I think if you're talking about a window, especially yep. from a talent perspective, you know, I mean, you know, you gotta, you know, you have to look at the Pelicans and say, man, if everything goes right, they're one of those teams. I think, Gus, that the Pelicans have at least, I think they have five players that are that are top 100 NBA players. I think you can make an argument for them to have five seventy top seventy five players currently in the NBA. There's not a lot of teams from a right. talent perspective that can argue that they have that similar. And that's just you know, I mean, and we're talking CJ, we're talking Herb Jones, we're talking Jonas, Zion, and Brandon. If the role players that they that, that they have here, whether it's the guys we're thinking about or guys that we are not, some that are on the roster, some that are not, if they end up filling their role or exceeding what we think of them, mm-hmm. you could be talking about a special bunch. And if you have two guys, two of those top 100 or top 20 players, with Zion wins and I think Brandon Ingram both can be together, you're talking about something that could be really special. And then, I mean, you know, you know, from there, I mean, all bets are off, man. And that is why you're so good, because you kind of summarize briefly what I've been trying to say. That's the point. You start having that kind of talent. There are not that many teams that have that. And as you're saying that, Chris, the thing that popped in my head was the Suns from two seasons ago, not this past season, right? Pain or, you know, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the other, Cam Johnson. Like, just if they can just, if the Pels role players can just do that, right? I mean, do the Pels have an Aiton? Do the Pels have a Booker? Do the Pels have a Paul? To your point, top 50, top 75, top 100 players. But if the role players can be what Payne did and what, you know, some of these other guys can do just briefly or at certain moments in the game, why can't they compete? Because Chris, I, 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 I watched that series against the Suns and I can make the case that if Zion plays in that series, they could beat the number one seed who won 64 games the most ever in Phoenix history, right? I think you can. Yeah. I think you can. You know, and you look at, you know, or even beyond that, if CJ McCollum has, you know, one one extra efficient game. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you're going seven. If yeah. he has two, you probably win. So, um, no, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you're wrong for thinking it. And if you throw in Zion, it's a whole different element. I mean, the key involving all of this outside of the talent is that you know, finally. You know, you're at a situation where the front office, the organization, everybody's making a call, so they all be on the same accord, and they're being, and they have the right man, the right leader, the yeah. right head coach in Willie Green helping kind of put all this together to where, you know, I mean, the fits are there, right? The you know, the guys seem to really like each other. I mean, it, it was look, man. I mean, if 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 the fans couldn't see that those guys really enjoyed each other on the bench in a lot of the productions that the that the Pelicans ended up running, right, uh, to where you could see these guys, you know, maybe, you know, behind the scenes in the locker room. If the fans couldn't see that, that probably takes away to how crazy we all got being at those games and wanting to pack out that arena and wearing as much merchandise, merchandise as we did. It wasn't just that, that they were becoming a good team. They were a fun team. They yeah. enjoyed each other. 
like that grab that brings people towards you. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I you know I think beyond just you know if Zion is here or if you know if you uh you know if CJ has a good game beyond just what what we're seeing on the floor, they just seem seem to be getting a lot of the bonding moments. You see CJ and Trey out there training. Yeah. CJ's stalking Bi while Bi's <laughs> in surgery, getting his you know getting uh his fingers you know r- repaired. You know, but it just the optics of it and what you hear and what you see, even dating back to when they were terrible. Yeah. Antonio Daniels was saying how much those guys loved each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, it is. No doubt about it. I didn't patient bulls away to follow you on Twitter. Boot Crew Media, Saints Canal Street Chronicle, and Chris, as you let us go, go ahead and tease us. You, you basically dropped the teaser trailer, right? Soon to come this morning, uh, your podcast, sir. Yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, and I, I appreciate you letting me, uh, you know, give a little, a little promo here, man. Uh, so the podcast is, you know, it's going to be called In Space with Chris Conner. Um, and to be honest, I really don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know a hundred percent, uh, how, how every show will go, but I do know what my heart is. It's centered around a bunch of New Orleans figures, uh, mainly sports, sports figures, but they, but that can mean fans. That can mean people in media. That can mean, you know, radio broadcasters like yourself, but that can mean, you know, a lot of people. Yeah. But Pelicans, Saints, I want to learn more about these individuals outside of just talking about the team. I mean, you know, we talk about we talk about these teams even when there is nothing to talk about. We make up <laughs> discussions and topics. Yep. This is what we have to do, right? But mm-hmm. I want to talk beyond that. I want to talk. I want to get to know these people. I want to have fun. I want to, you know, I want to go beyond just having to be sitting up straight in the chair. Let's have a, you know, let's have a fun conversation. Let's make comparisons. Let's, you know, let's give people flowers that have been doing this for a long time. And Gus, I hope. You get some time, man. You're gonna be one of them guests. All right. it, believe me, I'd be, it'd be an honor to do so. Uh, I love what you do and what you've done. And, and look, the thing that's funny about it is, I'm 22 years in this after college, right? Quote unquote, professionally. Chris, I still don't know some days what it is that I'm doing. I just I, there's just one thing that you and I do have though, and, and I think that I, could, I would share this with you. It's passion. You just I, it's like this is fun for me. This isn't work, and, and I love to talk about it, and I love the city, and I love the people. So as long as you have that, the topics will come because you'll literally be sitting there at a stoplight or something, going, you know, <laughs> and all of a sudden that becomes yeah. a three-hour show. So you're gonna have fun, dude. And I think so many people just seeing the reaction this morning, so many people happy for you. That's awesome, man. Super pat on your back. Thanks for coming on on our show. Appreciate it, Gus. Talk to you soon, bro. Yeah, for sure. At Impatient Bulls, we to give him a follow over on Twitter, Mr. Chris Conner. We'll check in on The Graduate next on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN, New Orleans. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Plus, we're ready to deal on every vehicle in stock or online too at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Remember, we have the all-new Toyota Tundra, totally redesigned and ready for your summer plans. The kids are out of school, and you've got vacation plans. It's the perfect time for something new, and we want your trade, and we're paying top dollar. Greg's got the deal. South Hollywood Road in Homa. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. You'll get a free medical consultation. Discreet shipping if prescribed.
a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. Results are guaranteed or your money back. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, forhims.com slash joy. That's forhims.com slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Always on the run and short on cash. With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company. Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003 at J.D. Cleveland. The way to follow the graduate. Jordan, Jordan, what you think of Chris Connor there kind of saying, you know what, I he kind of made the case there. If you have that many players as he thinks – that are at least top 100 NBA players. He says he can make the case maybe for top 75, not better. And he says if two of those guys, and Zion and B.I. could be top 25, then why, why, why can't you say, hey, you know, shh, we're just opening the window. I, I didn't say that, you know, it's open. I'm not, I'm not expecting a lot of different things. I'm just saying, you know, can, can, can we at least say the window is opening? You're just hoping for some sort of a cool breeze or something like that of that nature, which is kind of what I'm saying here today. That when I look around the NBA, I mean, if I'm going to listen to the experts, and I understand Kyrie is Kyrie, an Olympic gold medalist and an NBA champion. I understand Katie is arguably one of the best to have ever played. I get that. They've played 58 games together, and I can't tell you three other players on that team, and don't give me Ben Simmons because he can't shoot. But if I'm going to hear this morning and yesterday that they are a championship caliber, championship contending team with just those two guys, then, and I get it, they're really good. Well, they ain't even gotten to the, they ain't gotten to the finals the last two years. I, I don't know. I just, there's a lot more, I guess, is what I'm, I'm saying. Le, Le, LeBron didn't get to the playoffs this year. And LeBron is a, still a very, very good player, right? But I mean, you need more than two to three stars. You need depth. And dare I say, Jordan, for the old timers out there listening, you need team camaraderie. You, you, you gotta have a locker room that's together. That's what I, the old, that's what the olden sound like. That's what they sound like. But don't, don't you agree? Like we have seen a resurgence of team. Oh, team Come. basketball. Yeah. It's not yeah. just, it's not just individual. I think, I mean, the past couple finals show you that, that if but you bench starters, everything, right? Yeah. Team, if you, if you see concept. guys coming off the bench, role players put in work, you know, Jose Alvarado, I mean, if you just want to stick from a local standpoint, you look at, you know, some of the guys that came out this year and played really well with Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, uh, just a bunch of other, you know, guys that just are looking to prove themselves. And you've mentioned it on the show before. It's That's kind of the what the Pelicans are trying to build is guys that want to prove that they deserve to be here. And I think that's kind of the the outlier with, you know, teams that, 
are very successful right now in the NBA is scrappy players putting up points. It might not be, you know, the the most glamorous thing, but it's entertaining basketball and they're getting the job done. Yeah, no doubt. And like I said, I think one of the things that really stands out to me more than anything, Jordan, is, you know, obviously the potential. Look, and I get it because – and I understand people say, well, look, you, you, you got to wait at least, right, until, uh, you know – um Zion. Well, yeah, until we see a minute of play, and I get that. But I, I guess what I'm saying is so much of what Max Kellerman or other people are doing, Windhorst, NBA Today, of whether or not these teams are good or not, it's, it's projection, right? You're projecting this team can contend based on these facts. And, and I think that's what kind of Chris was alluding to and kind of what I'm discussing is with the Saints and Pelicans. If the talent comes together, if the talent plays to its potential, can you not say that they would be teams in separate sports, but those organizations are putting themselves in positions to contend and compete? And I think from a fan base, that's all you want. That's what I'm saying. I don't think in my 22 years of doing this that I've ever seen this kind of excitement about the possibility of the next two to three years. And that's what I'm getting at when I say window to me. Two to three years where you can say they're going to be going into a season where people outside of their fans, and I'm doing air quotes, feel that team can win. Like I can watch the Warriors. I can you know, look at other crazy teams. crazy too? Huh. Um, we, around this time last year, I believe it was like probably this, during this week last year is, when we were saying that the Suns, the Pelicans were nowhere close to contending nowhere with near. the Suns. And I said, well, why not? Why can't you, we you, be that team? You, you because you didn't want to hear the youth thing. Remember, you will yeah. always come on. You're like, I don't want to hear it. They're it young. can change in a, in a single – You did. In a couple months. You did. And that's kind of what the Pelicans did. They they flipped the narrative around in a couple months. And now fans of the Pelicans aren't worried about what they do in the offseason because of what they showed – that they can do on the court and without one of their key pieces in Zion and adding two great guys in the draft, I mean, sky's the limit for the team. And that's why I believe just answering the question that the window is definitely open. I'm not, I'm not, for the I'm not laughing at you, but Brian, who's likely a mile high out west, who's going to join us on Wednesdays now, Wild Wednesdays. He will be a part of the crew. Wild us Wednesdays. On Wednesdays. Wild Wednesdays is what he wants to call it. Just sent me a picture. There's Russell Westbrook taking a jumper. I just sent it to you. There's a gargantuan brick in his hand. Anthony Davis is dressed as Mr. Glass from the movie and LeBron. It looks like a good, I mean, it looks really good for 65 there. The beard's gray. The hair. I'll take that 65. That's, that's a good 65, LeBron. And he looks nothing like You that. think that's older than 65? 100%. Okay. Well, what, regardless, that's, uh, that's a view of the late. How, how do, oh, wow. I just saw the top of the hour. Let me hit the, let me hit the break and I'll come back and I'll ask you on that here a quick second. We'll reset the questions of the day. The graduate, the goosey. It's hour three. It's a sports hangover next on ESPN New Orleans.